guys, this is Lisa, the Purple Haired Mom, and welcome back to the Purple Haired Podcast. Welcome back to the second episode of Season 7, and I thought I'd kind of change it up a little bit because I don't really talk too often about some of my business ventures that I have in my life, and I thought I'd take today to kind of talk about the main bread and butter of my life, and that's event planning. I have been in the event business for 11 years, and I have worn many hats in the industry. I've done weddings, social events. I've even done celebrity events and fundraisers when I lived out in LA. So I never stopped learning in my industry. There is literally never a time that I am not learning something from someone who's been in the industry longer than me or just new things that are popping up here and there that are making things revolutionary for the business. I want to share some of the most common questions that I get being an event planner and just being in the event industry period these are some of the most popular questions I've had like over the 11 years that I've been doing this and it's funny because you will probably ask you could ask any event planner no matter what what area they work in what state they work in what niche they work in they will have heard a many of these questions this is like an all-around thing so The first question that I get asked a lot is, do I only work weekends? This is a really popular question because when you think about events, you're thinking about events that are happening on Fridays, Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, but you don't really think about, you know, what does the person do in the week when these events are literally only happening on the weekday, on the weekends. So most events take about six to 12 months, sometimes more of planning. So that includes a lot of data work on top of the actual event setups. So a full service event, you're the point of contact for everyone from the venue to the vendors. There are actually some, some people that you will work with that will just tell you that all they want to do is show up to the event. You're given complete control over payment to the vendors, payment to the venue, Um, decorations, you know, free reign over decorations. They kind of give you a theme and ask you to work with it. They basically just want you to touch base every now and then with updates on how everything's going. So you got to think that's six to 12 months of you in contact with every vendor and and how many vendors you have is going to depend on what kind of event you're doing. Uh, Just say for, for example, a wedding, you have your venue, You have your caterers, you have your bakery, you have your, um, if if you're doing a bar service, if it's not included in the venue, you'll have your mobile bar or your bar service. And so those can be separate things. Not every caterer is going to have bar service. Not every venue is going to have bar service. But if you're doing that, then you would have that. You have your flowers, you have your decor, you have your rentals. If your venue does not actually have rental capability, you'll be renting from another company. So you'll be the person that's literally the main person of contact for all of that music, everything from point A to point B, you are the point of contact. So that's phone calls, emails, uh, for months in and out setting up, uh, your appointments for your client to meet with said vendors. You know, you're not going to find a lot of brides that are just going to hand you the reins to their wedding obviously they're going to want to have taste testings for the caterer taste testings for the baker they might even want you to set up fittings for their dress for their party's dresses that that is something that is very common to do 
but maybe they're just busy and they don't have time to set up the appointment. So you kind of exchange calendars and would set everything up for them. But as far as photography, videography, you're kind of introducing the people that you've worked with uh, to your clients to kind of help, you know, help them gather all the people that are going to make them have a very smooth, smooth event. Now, if you're doing something more towards like a fundraiser, then you're basically going to be taking a blank event space and turning it into whatever type of thing that your fundraiser might be turning into. Uh, I did I did one in LA, which is probably one of my fondest memories in LA was doing the Red Star Ball. Um, the Red Star Ball is a huge, huge Los Angeles event that brings in probably some of the who's who of LA to support Israel. Um, these are people that are donating millions. When I say millions, the end of the night, there was almost 15 million raised for Israel buying ambulances and all this kind of stuff for the country of Israel. But obviously it's called the Red Star Ball. So their big theme was red. So we had to take the entire venue and make sure that it was basically a big ruby wonderland. You know, we had a star to take care of. The entertainment for the night was Miss Diana Ross. We had to take care of Miss Diana. We had to make sure she had everything she needed in her dressing room everything that she required for her set because when you've been on stage as long as she has there's certain things that you need to tend to so when you're doing a fundraiser you are really trying to make everything look perfect for the client but you want to make sure that when the people are walking in those doors that they know that this is a upscale event and their money is going to good causes that are going to use the money for what it's meant to be for so you're really the face of the fundraiser that you're doing so it just kind of depends but it's definitely more than just a weekend gig you are literally working months and months and months sometimes up to 18 months in advance of every event that you're doing and usually you're working on more than one event at a time because you know you might have an event in six months one in 12 months one in 18 months so it's three events that you're working kind of overlapping at the same time it is a lot of work um one of the second well, second question that I usually get is, do I really need a planner? Do I really need an event planner for what I'm doing? Now, do you need one? No, no. It, does it make things absolutely easier? <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Um, a lot of people assume that because you know planners are kind of one of those vendors in your event that aren't a hundred and ten percent necessary, like. Could you do, I mean, really anything with an event isn't 110% necessary. Could you do an event without a venue? Sure. If you have a decent enough space in your house or in your backyard, you can absolutely do an event without a vendor or without a venue. Can you do uh, an event without a baker? Sure. If you have people that are going to do that for you as far as baking, anything can be done by friends, family, yourself. I've seen a lot of people that have put on full weddings, um, full, you know, large event milestone birthdays. I've seen them do all this stuff for themselves. And a lot of it is because they didn't think they needed the help. Problem was a lot of the time they couldn't enjoy the event. They couldn't enjoy it because they were working the entire time. So this was meant to be something fun and they were putting in all the work so they couldn't really 
have the fun at their event. So the thing about event planners is, you know, people assume that we're only for the bougie. We're only for those with unlimited budgets. We're only for those that have money coming out their ears or have generous families that, you know, they can afford to just sit back and not do anything. And that's not true. The benefits are getting them, you know, are getting your event planner to getting your event planner, excuse me, are literally being able to enjoy your event stress-free. We're there to take on the stress of planning for you. Now you'll find event planners that really work with any budget. I'm, I'm one of those. I have literally packages for those who are spending $100,000 to people that are spending maybe like $10,000 or sometimes even less. Uh, you know, I have different things that I can do to help things be a little bit more stress-free for the person involved because who wants to spend all this money and spend all this time creating an event and then not be able to enjoy it. So I always suggest that if you, you know, at least sit down with a planner. You never know what you can and can't afford unless you sit down with somebody and actually go over things piece by piece. And you might be surprised. You might be surprised what you find that you actually can fit into your budget because we're, the, we're your voice. We are your voice. Your planner is your voice. We're there to protect you. We work for you. So we're also there to make sure that your other vendors aren't taking advantage of you to make sure you're getting the best deal, to make sure you're getting all the bang for your buck. That is what we're there for. So if nothing else, my suggestion, sit down with the planner. Most of them, I know I do a free consultation um, where we can actually sit and discuss the entire thing and really be able to um, kind of put everything together. So do you need one? No. Is it good to have one? Yes, absolutely. So one of the third questions, I, I kind of touched base on this already, but you know, well, what does it matter if I have a planner? Like, what are they going to do for me anyway? Well, that's totally up to you. That is literally putting the ball in your court on what you want your planner to do for you. Are you somebody who is hands-off? Are you somebody who's kind of middle ground? Or are you somebody who is very hands-on? So if you want, if all you want is someone to juggle the day of your event, then absolutely, that is what we can be for you. We will be the person who will juggle that event for you. We'll be sitting there, um, you know, we'll, we'll take on the day of. Once you arrive to your event, your job is to sit, chill, sit back, and enjoy. That is your job. That is your job. So you're not to lift a finger. You're not to literally do anything when it comes to your event other than enjoy yourself. Now, do you want someone to take over like halfway through planning after you choose all of your venues and, and your venue and your vendors? Do you, you already know who you want to use. You know who you're, who's doing your, your, your food. You know who's doing your decor. You know who's, who your vendors are. Your music, everything that you need as far as who you're working with is set. But as far as keeping up with appointments, keeping up with meetings with vendors, you just don't have time. You're, you're busy. You've got things going on. You can't just sit and, you know, have a million appointments 
running through your calendar. You just don't have time to really do all of that. That's where we come into play. So we'll come in halfway. You've already chosen everybody you want to work with. Now we step in and we're the point of contact for the people that you've chosen. We introduce ourselves. Most of the time it's people that we've worked with before. So we have the ability to really connect with these people. We all work on a daily basis with them. So, you know, that's something that we can kind of, you know, come together. Like this is, this is our goal is to make your event go off without a hitch. So that's what we want to do. So we'll come in halfway, work with your vendors and all the way up to your day of and work the day of your, of your event and make sure everything goes smoothly. Now, do you want the team to just take over completely? You, you know what you want, you know, you, you have a theme in mind, you have an idea of what you want, but you just simply don't want to deal with the stress then absolutely turn the entire event over and we will take care of it. If you're just like, I want this type of food. I, I just don't want to have to go through 80 million vendors to find it. Cool. We've got you. The only thing that will, that you'll be, yeah, and honestly you would be required, I guess you could say to show up for would be to make sure you like the taste of all the choices and to be sure that your, your menu is, is to your satisfaction as in, there's nothing allergen related to anybody that's coming, that there's nothing that is distasteful to you, that it all tastes exactly how you thought it would. So that would include desserts. Um, it would include cocktail if you're doing like a little bit of like an appetizer cocktail or, you know, even drinks. So your job would be to taste test and to approve final drawings and sketches and floor plans. That's really all you have to do other than showing up. We take care of the rest. So that kind of also separates what your day of coordinator is to your half point coordinator or your partial coordinator to your full service coordinator. And those are all of your different things that you can do. That's why I say there's somebody out there for every type of budget. There is no reason why just because you're working with a smaller budget for your event that you can't have some fun at your event. So that's definitely something to really take into consideration. Now, the last question I kind of want to touch on is something that people ask me a lot. Can I be an event planner? Well, I mean, sure, but a lot of people think this way because they think it's something easy. They think this is something cakewalked. This is just going to be the easiest thing they've ever done. You're just going to a party. And that is absolutely not what that means. You have, if, to be an event planner, even if you're working with a company, you are essentially your own boss because once you are handed a client file to work an event, that is your event. You are the one working it, depending on what the person's looking for, that is yours to do what you need to do with. So you're essentially working your own business. If you don't have the ability to be a self-starter, to be able to diffuse distractions, if you don't have communication skills, negotiation skills, then it might not be the best thing for you. There are classes that you can take as far as hospitality, event planning, event coordination. There are certifications for wedding planning that you can do, but there is a lot of work involved because in order to have your own event planning business, you need to learn how to do small business, number one, because you got to learn how to do financing. You got to learn how to do bankroll. You got to learn how to do accounting. You got to learn how to do 
um, to separate your finances so that you are not contributing anything into your client's pockets from your own personal money. Now, if they are entrusting you with their budget and they say, I have a $30,000 budget, I want you to do everything, here's my $30,000 budget, here you go, then you need to also have a trust set up so that you have, it's very similar to what lawyers have. Lawyers will have trust set up for their clients. So if they're paying restitution or if there's any type of payout that is going to somebody else or even a payout coming to them, the payout will go into the lawyer's trust and the lawyer will actually issue the payment to either the client or the person on the other side. So it's very much like what we do. They will give us the money and what we do is we disperse the payments out to the vendors, to the venue, as it's done. If there's something not correct or there's something that maybe goes against the contract, then we take care of that and we step back and we go, hey, this is not quite what was agreed to. Um, we're gonna either need a discount, what have you, or we need to adjust the contract to properly reflect what you are giving to us. So we're kind of, like I said, your mediator, your voice, we're making sure that you're getting everything that you want for the price that you want it for or to, for the price that is actually fair. So we handle a lot of things. So if you're not really either good with handling like a separation of funds like that or you're not comfortable handling a separation of funds, then you, know, you can always do assisting. Assisting is very much needed in the event business. You cannot do it alone. I have... I have an assistant that I work with all the time. She's kind of my right-hand person because with our company, we offer more than just event planning. We also offer um, our, our packages come with an on-site security as well as transportation. So we actually handle uh, luxury transportation to and from your event for our clients. So we have a couple of things that we actually put, you know, pretty much on top of uh, just the event planning services. But I would never discourage anybody from being an event planner. I just would say, take a look at everything that comes into play, you know, talk to some event planners, maybe even ask if there's anybody that you could maybe help them with an event so you can kind of see how it goes. That was kind of what got me hooked on it was, uh, I had done a, a couple of events for my friends myself, but then I actually went to a big event with uh, a local event planner who had been doing this for years and I absolutely fell in love with it. So I definitely say do your research, um, pick the brains of whoever you can, and really see if that particular course of career is going to fit your lifestyle. Because like I said, it's not like anything else. You don't really have a set schedule. I mean, if you have a company, you can set your communication hours, but there's times that I will be up doing things well into the night if I'm doing emails or doing spreadsheets or working on budgets and all of that timelines. There's times that I'll be doing stuff just into the night just to make sure that I have things cleared for the next day. So definitely something you just wanna you know, research, but uh, if you have it geared in your head that this is something you wanna do, absolutely go for it. Um, it's a wonderful industry and I think it's very profitable and it's very fun. So, but uh, that's a little bit about me and what I do for a living in event planning and uh, maybe I'll see some of you out there one day, either on the same side or maybe working an event for you. So until our next episode, uh, thanks for uh, listening to The Purple Haired Mom. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.